to another episode of create worldwide the podcast i'm tom and i'm paulina we're back we're back and we got a fun exciting upsetting but still true topic topic of of conversation after after listening to all our episodes you may you might say well paulina and tom is everything about working perfect and to that we are going to say almost uh, but not almost quite. almost <laughs> i wouldn't even say almost this isn't like a this isn't a complaining episode this is more so just a you have to adjust your mindset it's episode. more of a it's more of a i i feel like eye-opening episode not eye-opening for the people that are listening to it but like things that have been eye-opening for me and for tom after working like there are a lot of things that you don't see when you're outside and you see a beautiful building and you don't know everything that went yeah like yeah no i agree scenes to get it done and some of those things are not easy but they are real (laughs) yeah it's real um, yeah, we're going to be talking about the change of project schedule, and mm-hmm. that could mean any project that we have done here at the office or a project that you're working on at school because mm-hmm. everything fluctuates. Absolutely. Everything has some give and everything has some take. Yeah. I mean, that's just the way it works. And even though um, in school you got your projects changed a lot, for me, um, it's one of the things that I wasn't expecting when I started working. Like, I kind of was expecting it, but not not the magnitude it happens where yeah i expected the client to have some comments and of course you always change and accommodate and it's that's what that's what architecture is all about and ultimately Mm -hmm. you can always make it better but i didn't expect it to have to go through so many revisions so many different people that are not even the client but then there's like the planning board the architectural review board the etc etc and then like by and the end, you're lucky your project is even like alive. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I think you've mentioned it before that a project that you absolutely love just completely went belly up. It just they stopped, right? Well, we've you've had mentioned project that. that's we've had uh, some projects that stopped, and then when they wanted to start them back up, they were like, "You're already late," which that is also something that happens a lot. Yeah. Where it's like, let's pause this project and then. I don't know, two months later, it's like, okay, we're back on it, but we need it, we need it by tomorrow. And it's like, um, we've been paused for two months. What's mm-hmm. going on? Excuse me. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, b- before we get into the more recent things that have happened, mm-hmm. specifically to the team that I've been working with yeah. on um, our projects. And, and like, of course, our personal experiences here at the office, because that's what we know. So that's what we're going to talk about. But yeah. it i believe it happens to everyone that works in this field oh yeah no it definitely has to happen because of all the mm-hmm. hoops you got to jump through exactly um but yeah back in school you know you and i briefly talked this morning and even last night and we said at school more times than not you actually go quicker on a project than it getting pushed forward because mm-hmm. 
normally the professors, in my, in my personal opinion in past uh, projects at school, I feel like the professors push a project ahead of schedule, like they want mm-hmm. it done quicker more times than not mm-hmm. because they want to see how you accommodate to That's that. That's true. Um, in my case, in my school, uh, I was going to say case and then school, so I said case. <laughs> my case. <laughs> in my school specifically, um, it, was, it wasn't actually like that, so which makes it very different from the real world. In my school, they gave, they gave us the schedule the first day of class. Like, yeah. you're going to have um, revisions. Like, you had revisions every class, but then you're going to have your actual, like, submittals or, like, actual crit days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, we had them four times in the semester, uh, which were the times you actually got a grade. And yeah. you know you knew those dates from the first day, and they rarely changed. Like Really? They, yeah. For wow. us, like, if they changed, it had to be something extraordinary. Which is really, if, if your school didn't do it like that, I think that's probably better because that really doesn't um, mirror the mm. real world at all. At all, Sometimes mm. they need things fast or sometimes not. And What happened with me more times than not was the main, the two main days stayed the same. Mm-hmm. Mid-crit, final crit. Okay. Those always stayed on their days. There was yeah. no, there was no changing that. Um what really changed was all the stuff due in between that plans Mm -hmm. elevations sections renderings all that stuff was very fluid and i don't mean that in the best way i mean that in the way that at any given week if my professor thought our class was at a certain point in the project where we could do that Mm -hmm. like let's say it was renderings if he thought we could have them a week prior to when it says on the schedule he would say, yeah, like, I want this by Monday. And we'd be like, wait, 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 wait. That's not due for another week. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, we're going to push it ahead of schedule. Okay. But yeah, that it, makes sense. But with that, I feel like it was done to kind of propel you forward in a way, like mm-hmm. see who could step up to the plate. Yeah. Well, so there, there, it wasn't done with like ill intent. No, it was done with, with no, of course not. like um, purpose. The thing is, for example, in my case specifically, um, we didn't really have like, how do I explain it? Like, uh, renders due next week. Never. Like, we never actually had to come to to bring specific stuff to class. Really? That they told us it was like to class, yeah, for revisions. But to the actual oh. submittals, it would be like twenty five percent, fifty percent completion at school. Yeah, seventy five, and then a hundred percent. So, for example, for your 25%, really? you had to have your basic idea and you didn't have to have sorted out where the, ba- for example, where the bathrooms were or the, the structure, just like your massing, your idea. Then at 50, you would have to have like more of that solved than 75 and then 100. Oh, my God. And the thing that made it really hard, which does happen, I, I always remember thinking at school, like, this is so unfair. This would this would never happen in the real world. <laughs> well, it does. Yeah, in this where, office, it happens the, the, that exact way. Where no, but I don't mean the percentages. I mean when you're at seventy five with your whole project, like you have your model, your your CAD, your whatever at seventy five, and mm-hmm. then they make a huge change, and they uh, they still yeah. expect your project to be yep. at seventy five. Yep. You know what I mean? Like I. 
I definitely agree with that. It's happened. Yeah, it's happened, happened to me. The it's happened to yeah, me. Exactly. Like you're still expected. You're expected to change your pro whole project, but you're not expected to start again from zero percent. Um, yeah. No, you're expected to still change it and then maintain that seventy percent of level of detail. Yeah, I, it, it happened to me one time where it was about two weeks before the final mm -hmm. and my professor and I spoke and he's like, oh, change this whole thing around. Mm -hmm. And obviously me being the dumb dumb I am, listened to it mm -hmm. and, and changed the entirety of it mm -hmm. and got like 40, maybe 50% of it done for final crit. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so I have, there's, there's you know, like- There's a point where you just have to like, like run with it. That's why I think we've mentioned this before and maybe I'm straying away from the main topic, mm -hmm. but the fact that having a strong idea is so important from the beginning because then if you're still searching for your idea when your project is at 75%, there's nothing to like bring it together. So you're going to keep changing and changing <laughs> and changing yeah. it. But if you're- The clear, idea, yeah. yeah. I agree with that. Here in the office, I feel like it's the same way in the sense that if we have a strong idea and we believe in the project, maybe when the changes come, we can like tackle them staying true to that idea so that makes it easier or for example sell it to a client that something we haven't mentioned um that affects the real world and not school which is one of the main things the one of the main things that makes project change is budget oh my god so yeah. for example what i was getting at is maybe if you have a strong idea when your client comes and says i need to cut the budget in half you can sell him the project like no you can't cut it because if not we won't be able to do this 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 yeah which is part of the idea and then that makes it easier to like sell your project because if you don't have that then they'll keep changing it and cutting your budget and they can't, you can't just say it looks good yeah, you gotta no, explain so why pretty. it looks don't, good don't, don't cut the budget it's so pretty yeah exactly um no but then going into you know from school to uh the office recently as i was hinting out before i two of the projects that we were working on one was a very high expensive job and the other job has been going on for a while now and the big expensive job got pushed two months mm -hmm. and the other job got pushed for ve purposes for like a couple of weeks mm -hmm. and it's just you know in those moments you just on the smaller job that's the couple of weeks that one you have to make a big push on while the other one that we did a lot of work on the big expensive one we need to kind of lay off a little bit so it's it's just about checks and balances with mm -hmm. how you approach these and changes also something important about that change of dates is that even though they're being moved forward and in, in that you're gonna have more time technically yeah. You always have to be like still alert and on your game because what we were saying before, at any given moment, they're going to come back and be like, okay, we need it. Like we need things to, to yeah. start moving. And then you lost your pace or you were relaxed or whatnot. So yeah, that's also something that is very important too. No, to you can't, you can't get lazy at any point with any project ever if they give you that extension. And it's, it's not because you asked for an extension it's because normally the owner of, or whoever is mm -hmm. the the head of the project is saying hey we need to figure this out so let's delay it a little bit hey we need to figure out the budget we need to figure out yeah. what's going on in this portion of the building and that's where you get the 
the go-ahead to keep pushing it forward no, or kind of slow down on it. And not all changes are bad. I mean, no. the projects need these changes to become the best versions of, <laughs> the mm -hmm. best versions of themselves. Um, and even though sometimes it can be frustrating when everything gets changed yeah. out of nowhere and then you have to still get it done. Um, it's part of it's part of being an architect. Like I, I think anyone who becomes an architect cannot shy away from a challenge because yeah. if not you're gonna be frustrated your your entire career. Yeah. I mean like with with that smaller job, the budget got cut in half. Mm -hmm. Virtually got cut in half. And you know, you have to keep the idea mm -hmm. but make it still look kind of the same Absolutely. and, 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 and you, you still when, gotta you still gotta make it look very nice with yeah. the same intent and, that, and that's when um everyone in the office rallies and it's like okay maybe we can we can reuse yes. this existing stuff or maybe we can do this or maybe we can do that like for I, example i i work a lot with one of our our senior architects and it ha it happens to us sometimes that um like for example i'm almost done with some drawings uh she gave me mm. and then mr z walks behind my desk and he's like oh why don't we think about doing this which changes the whole project but it's like oh yeah but it uh, saves it saves it saves the client amount of money because, so much yeah. money and also it, it makes the project better so it's like in a sense it's like oh my god how is this gonna get done but then in another sense your architect the architect inside you should be like Yeah, we made this this better, and, I, and it's it's a it's actually a good feeling. It it is really exciting, like uh -huh. that. You were on that uh, a call for that like a couple weeks back, mm -hmm. and it was, you know, we had like the senior we had our, yeah yeah we had Mr. C the senior architect you were working with and you and Mr. And, C was going crazy yeah, like we like, could do this we could do this. this let's call one of our engineers so then we <laughs> call them and then he was like yeah it's possible to do it and then it was like okay and then at the end literally at the end of the that I don't know an hour and a half two hour call the project was upside down like it it maintained its core idea which is what mm -hmm. we were saying but we found a way to reuse all the existing structure of the building because it was um a renovation Yeah, and literally think about how much money that saved the client. Which, as we were saying, that's not something you take into consideration at school. But like, wow, like yeah, and that's that's not like thousands of dollars. That's like hundreds yeah. of thousands, maybe even millions. Like that you're yeah, saving. Depending it's, on the size, yeah, um, it's crazy how much you could save just yeah. by reusing the structure. And and us, us as junior architects, and uh, you guys, if you're listening and you're starting, or you're just gonna start your new job, or you're in your final years, like these are the moments where it's like. Sometimes I feel like this this was a year worth of, of a master program. You know what I mean? Like now after that call, I was like, I'm never now I'm never not going to think about, okay, but maybe could the existing structure be saved? Maybe could it be yeah. stripped down? Beca because you see a building, you think it's ugly and you say, let's uh, demolish it and build it. Again. Build it again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's like, no, that, that building has columns or has beams that maybe can be used because they're mm. inside that ugly carcass. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's what's, that is what I found upsetting about architecture school because you only do maybe one of those projects mm -hmm. in school mm -hmm. when in all reality, a lot of that is happening. Yeah. A lot more of that is happening yeah. than ground up buildings. Yeah. For, for me, that was also like, um, let's say a, A sh not a shock but like a huge difference from back home because 
in Colombia right now, they they don't do that much renovation projects because it's a it's a country that's literally like in building like an expansion expansion like, and building yeah yeah like so there's a lot of um there's a lot of land that can still be built ground up so there's a lot of projects that are like literally ground up that's what gets mostly done yeah but in a country or specifically in a city like new york or um i think europe is the same way where it's already really packed really built yeah condensed and there's a lot of renovation projects so You take all things that don't look nice and then you make them something amazing. Mm. So that's also something that it's been really cool learning here at Create. Yeah. And that those projects, I mean, all of the projects, but, but those get tons of changes because then, okay, what about the existing stuff can be used or let's just change this little part and then this other one we leave, et cetera, et yeah. cetera. I mean, and all of that. No, but, you know, we've done ground ups. We've done obviously the renovations yeah and but those what's funny of course there are some renovations that are technically ground up they end up being because yeah. we're changing but a ton so, of stuff what's so funny about the pad buildings is though mm -hmm. especially where we are in you know new york a lot of those pad buildings are popping up in already existing shopping centers because yeah. the shopping centers are so giant yeah so you know it's it's that's crazy to me that's a wild part of it There's also um, so many changes that happen to a project depending on where it's located. That's also been very interesting uh, right. for yes. me to see here because, for example, when we're building in New York, it's like in New York City, the codes are very strict, like very different from other places. And then there's a lot of things that have to be preserved depending on like how old they are, etc. Mm -hmm. And you have to accommodate to all these things so yeah. that that makes it like of course uh, yeah, like, difficult but challenging in a good way like in the tri-state area mm -hmm. new york new jersey connecticut wherever we're building in that area and even like massachusetts you have to accommodate for snow load you know yeah. and then you have the jobs that we're doing down in florida and you have to accommodate for hurricanes yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like oh god you know yeah, and, then, <laughs> and then when you of course we think of all these things before we go in for approvals and stuff yeah but then for example when you send it to the planning board they're gonna have comments based on stuff that you send so you're gonna have to change that which yep. was surprising for me at the beginning i didn't know as i mentioned before that there were so many steps like into actually getting a project done yeah uh, i recently had um like um a project that had to go uh to arb to the architectural review board and that's also a challenging like step to go through because then you have to make sure your project is coherent with the context they're gonna review if it really speaks with the buildings around it and with the town what they want they're gonna review the materials they're gonna review the lighting and then all these things where you you had to go to the point of picking the lights in order to send it to the ARB. But then if they comment yeah. on your design, then you have to co go back to step one, change the facade, the design, whatnot, and then mm -hmm. go again, pick materials, pick lighting, pick. So it's it's kind of a lot of back and forth, but hopefully at the end, it'll result in a in a project where, when, where everyone is happy with like the client, the town, the architects, the engineers, yeah. the budget, everyone. Yeah, and then the, um, the last thing that's incredibly 
funny about everything is before even you get the schedule to start your job, you have to do the concept, right? You have to put together a concept book or whatever. And you send that to the owner and then they approve it. And then let's say you're six months down the line with this big project Mm -hmm. and they'll go, oh, you know, on this concept book, you have this, but Mm -hmm. on this, you don't have this. Why isn't it there? And then you're like, oh my God, <laughs> did someone miss that? We got to go in. like, Or they say, oh, why don't we add this? You know, they're looking yeah, at a concept book. From, it's vice missed. versa. Yeah, more that more more often than not. It's not stuff that is missed, but then things take so much time to get done that yeah. by the time you're actually doing the CDs of a concept book, then the client wants different stuff or wants more things exactly. or wants less things. Or like, okay, so let's say one of our designers does the concept book in January. We're doing the CDs whenever this gets approved. And then it's three months, four months later. And then the client is like, oh, no, sorry, my budget is half. So it's like, okay, now yeah, we have no. to go back to the concept Exactly, book, exactly. But start immediately the CDs because what we, as we were saying, things change, but timelines do not. So. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what I was referencing to. Someone in the concept book, you can have this one specific detail. Mm-hmm. You have it in the CDs to start. Then two months in, they remove it. Mm-hmm. Then four months in, they're like, oh, where did that go? And you're like, oh, I'm sorry. You, you told us that that was over yeah, budget. Yeah, and it's just, it's a, it's a lot of, it's back and forth, but it's all about communication at that point. And that's why timelines big, change. It's a big balancing act. It really is, yeah. yeah it's, um, it's interesting, though. It's very interesting. And honestly, I don't know um, what about you, Tom, but for me, I think it's it's been so interesting here at create like the role that we get to play because you would think most junior architects don't get to deal with stuff like this like for example yeah i would just get a call from one of the senior architects like hey uh we're changing everything i'm sending you the markups bye or something like that exactly but it's like here we actually get to be involved in the calls or involved in the calls with the clients with the engineers Mm -hmm. when the mr c who's literally the like the president gets to like come up with new ideas so being involved with all of these changes make them not like a pain or or, or a, oh but more like oh my god this no it's is exciting very exciting yeah because it's exciting because you have a hand exactly to play in the project or, or you or you actually see why why they're being made and maybe next time you're the one that can come up with those changes because you're you exactly. can be like hey remember last time we did this why don't we do it again or so it's it's like um that collaborative mentality that is yeah, all the, the, here present all the time makes it so those changes are not so daunting. I agree I agree it and sometimes sometimes it is a lot of changes and yeah. you and you know you buckle down and whoever's on your team with you uh you both have to grind it out or you three you four however many people are on it but it makes it enjoyable because you know everything that's yeah. going on in the it's project like, you know kind of like, what's um you know when you're you in know school, what the finish line is Sorry. Yeah, you know, in school, the difference between the good teachers and the bad teachers, when a bad teacher would just say, like, I don't like that, change it, or, like, do this, this, and then you would go home and you would be so... Confused. You would, yeah, and you wouldn't have any mo- motivation to do it, but then when a good teacher tells you, like, oh, why don't you do this, and why don't you do that, and, oh, your project would be so much cooler... And they explain thought, to you why. If you thought, or not give you the answer, but tell you, start, think about this, or, yeah. hey, you have... I'm going to say something, whatever, like you have a pedestrian street at the back of your building. Why don't you open up to it? Whatever. But then you get to decide how to open up your building Mm. and that changes your building completely. But then you're thinking 
the whole day and as you go home like how am i gonna open it okay and then you want to do it you're motivated to do it and you yep. come up with a fantastic new idea that's kind of this kind of the comparison from school to workplace being in a workplace that allows you to be part of these conversations and of these changes that makes them more valuable yeah, yeah. that when changes happen schedules shift and anything that makes a project go off the line of trajectory mm -hmm. it's always rewarding having to yeah. learn about what that process yeah, is and being able to pull it off at the end like tom and i right now are in the middle of huge changes in a lot of the projects we're working on and yeah i feel like we're in the midst of it all but when we come out on the other side i feel like we're gonna be very happy with the results and that's gonna be what's what makes it all worth it Yeah, I mean, I, I, we're and this isn't this isn't us complaining. This is no, us. This is us pushing out like, what our thoughts are on the entirety yeah, of our process right when now. We were thinking about uh, an interesting topic for the following weeks. This, the, the, like Tom had a lot, some projects that had a ton of changes, and then mine went through a review meeting that also uh, like changed a bunch of stuff. So mm -hmm. we thought, like, hey, why why not talk about this? Which is also why a not? huge part of. <laughs> Of architecture's yeah. life, why yeah. not? You know, of architect's life. Um, everything, everything with the schedule has at any at any given point in day in the day. Mm -hmm. Snap of the finger, it could change. Absolutely. Uh, anyways, uh, you kind of wanted to go over <laughs> that topic, which started a little like uh, changes, and then ended like yay changes. But uh, I guess that's how it works. <laughs> that is, yeah. I, I would agree with that order. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. So remember, as always, if you want to reach us, you can always do so at podcast at createworldwide.com with any ideas, comments, suggestions, questions, whatnot. Um, yeah. yeah, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Remember to create worldwide. <laughs>